them up, knock them down. I'm the greatest in my time. I'm the greatest. Thank you for tuning in to the Uncommons podcast. You're now listening to part two of our episode with Matt Komen. Enjoy. And so, yeah, fast forward to that year, 2011, that fall. Uh, that was my last year. That was my last year as a player and started the first five games at quarterback. Uh, I think we were four and one. I think we were four yeah. and one and we were going to play against – or we were playing against Pasadena. Shout out to Squirmy Squirm. That's what I was about to say. Connect um, the dots right there. Yeah. Squirm, man. Um, Pasadena, 2011, week five or six. And uh, playing quarterback, we call Smash. And Squirm baits me. I end up being a little greedy, try to throw the actual corner route, and he picks me off. Coach Moose changed my life for forever in this instant because he benched me. And at that point in time, I'm 23. I'm like a grown man. I felt like in my head yeah. I was a grown man, which looking back now, I was yeah. still a child. But yeah. um, I'm like 6'3", 210 at the time. Yeah. Like, so I went up to coach on the sideline and said something to the tune of, I'm not going to stand on the sideline. No. You're either going to put me in, back in a quarterback or at X or Z or Y or H or wherever. I'm the best athlete on this, on this field. Or I'm going to go to the locker room and take my shit off and leave. Yeah. And he listened. He put me in at X. <laughs> Thanks, Coach Moose. <laughs> and sorry, Cordarius Rice. <laughs> Cordarius didn't see much playing time after that. Someone has a loser spot. Yeah. yeah. Cordarius um, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, so, yeah, he put me in at X, and I never – I don't think I – maybe a couple series here and there, but yeah, I became the X and I loved playing receiver. So what is, yeah. What is the outside, outside receiver? For people who don't know. Outside yeah, yeah. receiver. So a big athletic dude, go get the ball pretty much. Yeah, my first game, I didn't get any targets, but I had a lot of fun because I was angry that I got benched. So I was literally running up to this corner and like, I don't know who you are. It wasn't squirm. <laughs> But You're using that North Kentucky guy. basketball on him, too. Yeah, well, I, I literally grabbed this kid. There's a video somewhere on my Instagram or something <laughs> of me grabbing him, lifting him, and slamming him. And it was just, like, where I was at yeah. the time, like, just an angry, angry young boy. But <laughs> um, So, next game, I think my first game ever starting as a receiver, I had, like, five for 100-something and a tug. Yeah. And, like, against Cerritos, who's real. and. Yeah. Dope, dope stadium, too. Yeah, man. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so then, yeah, I think I became an all-conference guy. Played on the other side of Viz, which yeah. was great. Like, we were – it was a pretty cool Damn, team. Damn, I, I can't even imagine, bro. Yeah, you guys man. are so athletic. And, like, yeah. if you guys – if like, I can only imagine watching you and Viz, like, run now and all that kind of shit. If you guys were around in this era of social media, like – and that's what, like, these kids don't understand and what I'm trying to teach you, like – like to get recruited, like if you guys had those tools, like, and obviously we can sit here and say, what if, till you know, the fucking sun goes down. But I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous how athletic you guys are. Like, no, I think that's a good point, man. I appreciate you saying yeah. that. And it's very interesting. Like, yeah, 2011, I had Facebook. Yeah. And like, but, and but we didn't know really how to research coaches yeah, or yeah. like get your film out. It was like, you came to the game, you found him and you were diamond in the rough guy. Like yeah. you got lucky to get recruited sometimes. Like, yeah, and dude, what I'm taking out of this too, is like, uh, for my college baseball experience i hung them up before my freshman college baseball season even started mm -hmm. i started like doing all the preseason stuff and i just hung them up 
um, one, my elbow kind of hurt, but more mental looking back at it, it was more of like, I didn't think I was getting the spot I deserved. Yeah. Dude, you believed in yourself so much. You, you traveled to different states, different schools, and like you <laughs> just rolled with it. You just figured it out, which yeah. is something that I so did not figure it out of this. Yeah. And it's so awesome just to like hear the story of like, dude, if you want something so bad, yeah. if you want to see the field at any level, you'll fucking see the field. You'll yeah. figure it out. And then, it's, yeah. and then once you got there, it got taken away from you, and you're like, no, like, no, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm finding my way back on that fucking field right now. Yeah, man, well, I appreciate that, and yeah, it's, uh, you know, like, reflecting back on it now, being a little older, it, um, it's cool, and it's cool to hear your guys' perspectives on it, too, because, you know, the more I kind of uh, learn and, and see and gain perspective, um, I, I can really, like, honor and cherish that that part of, of my journey yeah. and those years in my journey where it really was just sending it, man, it was just being relentless, it was yeah. just, like, it was a bit of ignorance too you know there's a bit of like kind of ignorance in there like yeah. just yeah there's, not, like, there's a lot of ego too because you just come yeah, out yeah. somewhere where you were just a sure. dude, you know well, I mean? whether it's from high school you were just a dude in high school yeah. like in middle school you were just a dude in middle school right. the ego takes too like i was just literally talking to ethan today about like i'm like dude if i knew now what i knew when i was training with you even a couple mm-hmm. months ago before mm-hmm. you like or if i had that during my senior football season like how different life would be like when you just open your mind and earn a good headspace and like i don't know it's just crazy where like if you really want to play like you said you'll go find a way like yeah. and just like i can't like it just trips me out when i like i said when i see you run and throw the ball and like i see viz in the field running these routes and i'm just like man like like if those guys were around right now you wouldn't see some of these dudes in the league right now like honest to god like you know what i mean like the fact that like even a guy like julian edelman's in the league when like during his time it's mm-hmm. like yeah. you know what i mean guy takes a wrong turn down the road that's that's one of you guys you know what i mean that's yeah. what's that's what's crazy to me to realize um but the people that you've impacted like all that stuff going through your life and where you're at now and obviously we'll get there i want to keep continuing the story but like you've impacted probably way more people the road you took than you would have if you would have went to the nfl or, or played nba right like you know what i mean like just the impact you've had on so many lives is pretty crazy well i appreciate that man and i, I think um i've learned how to trust it yeah you know through my 20s it was difficult like uh-huh. my ego got in the way of a lot of things yeah and a lot of like man like i'm still better than all these people yeah, like yeah. i had to battle that for so long and um like after ventura college even yeah i came down to orange county and this is funny man actually like now kind of knowing the landscape yeah. of orange county came down was with T.Y. Hilton, um, this big ogre tight end from like North Dakota State, don't even remember his name, and this, uh, and Wes Carroll, who played, was T.Y. Hilton's quarterback yeah. at FIU, I believe, yeah, Florida International. Yep, yep. Yep. And um, it was like not even an agent, but that's how like un, uh, unknown T.Y. was yeah. coming out. And it, it was this not even an agent this like manager guy yeah who like found me somehow and brought the four of us we stayed in orange county next morning woke up had a workout with johnson og johnson senior uh like the where's he at now uh he was the mission guy it was at mission mission Viejo. oh, oh johnson. bob johnson yeah, yeah bob. bob johnson yeah. yeah og og bob yeah. johnson OG Bobby. carson palmer yep. was there <laughs> sanchez was there yep, and yep. Else, yep. man there was somebody else but so they had us out there doing this little workout and i'm playing receiver i don't even have gloves like i never wore gloves yeah. as a receiver that's yeah. why all you young bucks like if yeah. you ever get coached by me on the football field yeah. you're not allowed to wear Take gloves, gloves game off. time okay yeah. i'll let you do that but that's like a cheat code right yeah. 
Um, so like they, I just ran a route tree, kind of talked to Bob and the and Carson and them a little bit. Um, and the manager like was making me all these promises, like or manager, I call him manager. Yeah. But after that weekend, I really didn't hear a word. Yeah. I didn't hear a word. Um, but like I caught everything. Like yeah. I'm out there like running routes that I didn't even run for those few games that I played yeah. receiver at VC. But like he's like, do this, this. All right, cool. I'll do yeah, that. yeah, I'm out there snagging things, like yeah. whatever, man. But um, and then I remember my only other experience. I did kind of this, uh, this like mock combine thing that was like half cfl and half other scouts some nfl guys and it was weird like i don't really do it like that anymore yeah um and i got i got a call uh from edmonton and they had offered me this deal to come up there and then the next day i think it was was it the next day i think it was the next day or that same week that i was supposed to leave yeah I got a call saying that they were going to sign Ocho Cinco. And so I never played in the CFL. Yeah. And nothing else ever happened in my football career after that. Yeah. Interesting. Like that, that, was, that was the end That's of my football ended. career. Wow. And so that was 2012, spring 2012. Coach Moose, Aventura College was like, well, why don't you just hop on the staff and yeah. We can do the damn thing. So over from 2012 to 2015, those four seasons um, was a great, like it was a great time in my life. And where inserts Ty Ganji. Yeah, yeah. Ty yeah. Ganji came around. Yeah. And like I, it was fun, man. Like I ended up being the strength coach and like did a bunch of recruiting yeah. um, and coach quarterbacks and receivers. But really like what I, what I realized now being older is that I wasn't any of those titles. Yeah. I was more mm-hmm. of like, the spirit of the team and the i say energy, that now yeah. with like full uh like it's humbling to say that now um had i had said that back then it would have been coming from more of a place of ego yeah now it is realizing like being where mm-hmm. i'm at like that's all i really cared about i yeah. didn't care about like having a nsca dialed in like perfectly programmed mm-hmm. out strength and conditioning program no like it was good and we got results and like the guys didn't really get hurt we, our, yeah. our injury risk went down and we won. but the thing is we won championships i have rings to show for my time at vc yeah and we recruited kids from all over the country yeah. um so i like and i never left like i was there and also during those four years was i was still running my business on the side yeah. which is funny to call it a business but like when you're young in business yeah it's not really business because you'll take any opportunity yeah, that you yeah. can get. Beggars right? can't be choosers, like right? business, yeah. you actually make money. <laughs> yeah. I was making some pennies, but I was going and banging on any high school coach's door. Yeah. Like, yo, I'm the strength coach. And the guy over here at Ventura college, like I can come help you guys out yeah. too. And a lot of the coaches, like shout out to coach Mike up at Santa Paula. Shout out to all the coaches, man, who gave me a chance. Like Westlake high school, Ventura high school, Santa Clara high school, uh, like Grace Brethren, uh, Josh Henderson of a Grace Brethren, like shout out to all you guys who like, they didn't know me from Adam, bro. Like yeah. I was just hitting them up and like, Hey, like I can come help. I can figure yeah. out a way to help. So there was years in my life where I'd go like 5 a.m. to Grace Brethren, 6.30 a.m. to Santa Paula. So like that little loop. Yeah. And then I'd go to VC. And then after that, I'd go either to like Santa Clara or Ventura, sometimes both. Yeah. Sometimes I'd take on like a small group or a big group or a private or whatever yeah. I could do. Yeah. 
And man, I ran myself into the ground, like yeah. straight ran myself into the ground, but also like developed roots and an affinity for the 805 and for Ventura yeah. up there and that whole area. Like whenever I go back in any of the streets that I drive on, I have like warm feelings yeah. because I spent so much time up there and like made so many good relationships up there. Um, so that was like basically 2012 to 2015. So at all those different high schools, got some experience also working with a PT kind of in that side of things. So yeah. I, I learned some things there. Um, and then 2016 and 2017 was kind of transition into like take my business a little bit more serious, get out of the high school coaching realm. More elite. And yeah, yeah. And kind of evolve in that way. And I ran like what I would call my first combine class. Um, and Isaiah Jackson, shout out my boy, Ijack, um, got signed with the Bills. And it just sounded, it sounded so crazy. Uh, it sounds crazy now to think about like how I operated it then <laughs> yeah. versus like how, you know, working yeah. with less and like seeing how yeah. professional everything needs to be. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't anywhere near that, yeah. but Ijack signed with the Bills. And yeah. it was just like off of, off of just love man honestly can you, can you go through that like when you explained that call to me when he called you man uh it made me almost cry man like, like i, I, I want like, you to talk about even that call. saying ijack's name like makes me makes me feel these emotions again and it's like we went through it and and for me personally like i was still working through and i think like when i went through all those years of coaching i wasn't necessarily just coaching all the kids I was like coaching myself Absolutely. in so many I can ways. Totally, yeah, totally. Relate and to that. and so like you know, and I, and I didn't realize that until way later. So with IJack, you know, we were and there was there was like Riley and a couple other guys that were a part of that process that year, and I was really trying to prepare them to not get signed. Yeah. Like I was I was doing my best to prepare them for the rest of their life. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever that might look mm -hmm. like, and because I didn't know, man, and I I knew like I got. I think I got IJack hooked up with my boy Nate Ebner's agent yeah. that year. And so like that definitely helped him to have an agent, but I didn't really know agents like that. Yeah. Like I, you know, you just heard my story. Like I didn't no agents were interested yeah. in me. Like I was a junior college guy. Um, and so, um, yeah, man, like when IJack called, he was with this whole family. Yeah. Couldn't even understand him. Yeah. He's like, coach, coach. And I'm like, IJack. What happened, man? What like, you are tell you good? Him, you told him, right, when you get to the field, what was, like, the, the little thing you told him? Like, get to the field, like, shakes everybody's hand, introduce yourself, right? Like, did you give him, like, a little kind of guideline? Like, Man, like, that was always kind of, like, the guideline that, like, be the first person to introduce yourself to yep. everybody. Yeah. Like, at his pro day. Yes, yes. And that was always, like, my suggestion for, for any of the guys, like yeah. Paul Harris and any of the guys who were a part of it. Um, and that was just me like using yeah. my best piece of common sense at the oh, time. Yeah. Be a dude, be, just be a good person. Yeah. And, and so like those lessons and like I Jack, I met I Jack in 2012 and he came to Ventura college. And so I had known him for like four plus four years or so at the yeah. time. And I watched him go from being like five, 10, five, 11. He was still like a baby coming yeah. out of high school. Like he was like a buck 40. And I remember all of our coaches at Ventura College like had him written off. Like, yeah, we called him uh, the lankness. The it, it turned in from it turned from lankness to Ivan dubbed him the lankness monster. And then and he, so he dope. didn't play. He didn't even play. Like he redshirted. And then his freshman year, like I Jack, you know I love you, but his freshman year, like it was bomb squad over Baghdad. Like yeah. they, like every team that we played, like he played. They picked on him. Yeah, yeah they picked on him. Mm -hmm. And then his sophomore year. He put on Over 20 with. pounds, 
something he clicked. Had, man. He like he like had a bunch of I don't even know his stats, but like yeah. had a bunch of picks. He dubbed himself the nickname Ijack Hijack. There was one Ooh, specific play. Ijack Hijack. Yeah, that's there, tough. There that's was cold. one specific play where uh, a running back from Moorpark College caught a swing pass. Ijack comes up. He's he's a corner. Comes up. Literally takes the ball out of this kid's hands. Takes the ball out of his hands and just runs for a touchdown. Yeah. And so from then on, he was Ijack Hijack. That's uh, so hard. <laughs> and ends up going to play at Western Colorado. And uh, yeah, then yeah, like came back and like we, you know, he. He didn't really have like an agent that was like you know ready yeah. and willing to pay him pay like you know the big bucks no. for these combine programs, no. um, and so like you know I was working with his family and yeah. like they were they were helping support me because they knew like how much yeah. how much energy I was putting into it and yeah. like I was gonna be there for him as much as I possibly could, and so like it was like a real family connection to where yeah. like when that call came in, man it was just like oh my god like it didn't matter that we didn't have a super dialed in combine no. program or a bunch work. of agent relationships. It, it was just the love that yeah. we built that shit on and, and he got signed and you know, it didn't stick. He didn't stick in the league, but it didn't matter, yeah. man. Like the fact that he can say and tell his grandchildren and his children someday, like, yeah, yeah man, I put on that bills Jersey. Fuck yeah. Like, he was like, bills man, camp. Man, like, they fucking decided, I was there. They yeah. signed me, right? Like, yeah, man. Fuck. And like, so that was a life changer. And then, after that, I went to Sports Academy. Yeah, Mamba, so, right? Like, yeah, well, it was before Mamba, it was just regular Sports Academy. Okay. And um, and so that was like a big, big level up, really. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, it was something that I, at the time, like, I had been through from 2012 to basically 2017. It was just hustle, 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 yeah. nonstop, like, never ending, like, early ass mornings, late ass nights, yeah. not being healthy not eating right not damn sure not sleeping right you're getting you're getting by to help other people you're yeah. like we talked about here your glass was for sure not full you were no, bro, helping everybody else fill their glass and you were on running on e mm -hmm. yeah i was completely on e and it had, hadn't been till these past like couple years where yeah. i'm just starting to figure out that i can only give from a full cup but yes. we can circle back to that point um for, for sure, sure. No, I, have, I have it all ready to roll yeah, i just want to get sure. through, i want to so we're all we're all we're at we're at sports academy now yeah yeah so Sports Academy was, was good, man. Like for me, it was something that like, obviously the facility is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it really <laughs> is. It, yeah. And so that, you know, that drew me in, um, the thought of being a part of a team, yeah, like, yeah. and not just doing it by myself mm -hmm. anymore was super attractive. Took the load off. Like yeah. that's all that I really wanted out of Sports Academy was to go there and like, Sh like sharpen up around a bunch of other people yeah. that were like smarter than me yeah. in other areas or just had different perspective and different experiences. Absolutely. And so that was my intent going to sports Academy. And I was able to have incredible experience at sports Academy, like started off really just in sports performance, um, brought everybody that I knew through those doors, yeah. everybody that I knew and had a ton of fun, man. Like, opened up the doors to, to the community that I kind of had built around myself. And yeah. um, then, you know, things were going really well and they made me the director of football, um, which is actually also how I met Dev um, yeah. at that time. And Did you meet him through Summit? Uh, it was before, like just before a Summit, but yeah, like that was kind of the general thing because, so he got brought on to be director basically for down here and kind of tie in okay. summit stuff. Okay. And so I was director of basically like what was going on up there. And so 
I did come down to a summit. And yeah, like, that's where I met you the first time. That's and right. Riley? Yeah, Riley, Riley had come down to that Riley first one. the craziest athlete I think I've ever seen. Yeah, definitely. In, in, my, in my life. Yeah. He yeah. has the craziest vert I have, think I've ever witnessed in real life. Yeah, I think he might have the highest vert in the world. But uh, anyway. It's like literally 68 inches. Yeah. It's like crazy. He's, he's like on ads. He's on some of these ads. Yeah, he is. He he's is. a performance guy. Yeah. Um, so Riley was my first ever college recruit, which is a whole nother story. Oh, wow. Uh, That's wild, man. Yeah, but. Or uh, just tying all these knots back to like. We're yeah, to the, to the people moment. and yeah, like yeah. this is crazy man it's, it's um, really cool no man I, like honestly your guys interest like is like it keeps me going and like no, i love this dude it's very much appreciated yeah um but yeah so then i became director of football and basically um you know with all due respect to the sports academy people i kind of was given like an open runway yeah and i took it and i ran with yeah. it yeah like i hired on a full team, mm-hmm. a full football staff. Yeah. And shout out to all of those guys, Air and Eddie yeah. and G Town and Chavez and everybody at Sports Academy. I Jack became a part of the staff. Oh yeah. Um, like it was a full circle type yeah. of deal where I mean I think it ended up being 15, 16, maybe 20 people that I got put on, yeah. on payroll. And we man, we ran camps like summer of 2018. We had camps in Puerto Rico and all the like Kiko Alonso's came in Puerto Rico, Alabama, like we were going all over the place. Yeah. And yet alone also like up in the community, bringing in all the high schools up there, yeah. all the different groups, and just like giving them incredible experiences with all of the, like, for me, I was bringing on not only like players and coaches that I had known and coached with, yeah, but also like shout out to you, Eddie. Like, Eddie and I were basically enemies. Yeah. Like, we played against each other in 2011, <laughs> and I hadn't really known him. And so, like, I literally hit him up. I knew he was, like, a prominent coach in the area. We always, like, were at high school games, uh, like, scouting and recruiting from the years 2012 to 2015. Yeah. Like, we would always see each other at <laughs> high school games, like, on the opposite side. He was a Moore Park College coach. I was in Turier College. And we, <laughs> like, we were big rivals, too. Yeah. So, like, we were just staring at each other from the opposite sideline. <laughs> And then I never forget there was one night we were at like uh, drafts and we were eating wings and drinking a couple cold ones and the Moore Park staff decided to say what's up to the to the other side yeah and that kind of changed things and then yeah man I called Eddie up or texted him or whatever hit him and brought him in the sports academy and uh, I'm envisioning like bench warmers like yeah they get up and talk to each other yeah bro it That's was kind of it was kind of like that um, and like dodgeball <laughs> yeah yeah so we did some really cool cool things with sports academy and also. Uh, to 20, uh, I think it was December of 2018. Um, the news was internal about the Mamba drop. Yeah. And so like we knew that it was happening. We were in Florida uh, for the AYF national championship. And it was like a good squad of us, like eight or nine of us down there on the football staff. And we were the first uh, group to wear the Mamba logo. Yeah, we were the first you have the group OG, to break that up. Yeah, the OG shirts and so there, I, yeah. I take a lot of pride in that, man. Like yeah. I don't say that like with any ill will. I take so much pride in the fact that we were able to honor like a project that Kobe, yeah. you know, had been a part yeah, of. Absolutely. And it was it was just it was an incredible experience down there. There was like two hundred teams from across the country, yeah. and wow. like we had this huge booth set up. We were doing like cognition training stuff. We had it like it was a total blast off. Yeah. Like from 
what had been happening in previous years just in terms of like we had like full recovery stations yeah. cognition like we're running a little combine out there You're like what is life now like this is crazy yeah yeah and we're out there rocking kobe gear people are like what is that m with the snake like what is that we're like yeah we work for kobe yeah we work, mamba. We work with kobe yeah. right now this is mamba and so we I, I remember so vividly like every team that came by like we would give them a speech yeah. and nobody wrote the book for us like all right so here's what you got to do to instill the Mamba mentality. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. We work with Kobe. Yeah. Like it's our job to yeah. instill the Mamba mentality. So like first group, I just won it. Like yeah. guys, we're at the Mamba booth. You <laughs> like, I don't even remember how yeah. I did it. Like it just happened. Like, this is I thought Mamba, you were about to hit a full Mamba yeah, right here. And I, I was about to, but I forgot what I said. <laughs> yeah, let's get it. Uh, but, like, yeah, I, it just, like, naturally, like, flipped. And, yeah. and so, like, I did it. And then I remember, like, it was so amazing to watch and put, like, Kenny and other, the other coaches that were down there in a position to instill the Mamba mentality when, yeah. like, we didn't know Kobe. Like, we didn't yeah. know him, know him. Like, you know, we knew, we knew about him. Yeah. But, like, we were doing that out of respect for him absolutely like what a deal that is to, to reflect back on now that like dude motherfuckers like you're down here you want to dick around like dude you're at the mamba booth like yeah. what are you doing bro what would kobe do yeah like exactly and so it's funny because the teams that like the teams that really we connected with ended up winning national championships yep, yep. or like it's going now, to the yeah. semifinals no yeah surprise, right? funny how that works yeah. um so yeah that was that was december 2018 and then um that combine season was fun in january uh yeah my boy damian baber on in that one i think yep damian was yep. there uh tanner man shout out to tanner mangum i got to work with quincy avery that year um and Dwayne haskins was a part of that and a bunch of other good dudes man a bunch of other good dudes so that was a cool thing to be a part of and be around and yeah. just kind of kind of learn like learn from yeah. more of like i don't know i guess like once you kind of see the how the like the the top i guess yeah. of the sports world works um like you see where where people dial things in or Absolutely. like you know how people at the top of their games and like kind of work and operate yeah. and really it's it's not it's not all that complicated man like people we were talking about that the other day like people make just complicate shit like yeah. if you have a job do the job execute it like what, yeah. what do you think job. from all of your experience what do you think separates uh elite athletes from guys that are just that could almost be there you know guys or girls but the, the athletes that are like man they've got it they just haven't unleashed it yet to the people who have what do you think that separator is man i think you know it's it's a great question i think um it comes from a deep place within is what i've is what i've seen in my experience and and a lot of the times you know there there's only a set amount of coaches that can really like help tap into that for those athletes like in my experience i've seen most coaches never like not really have the interest of getting down into those deep pits yeah. of the individual and you know it kind of brings me to where i'm at in my life now like bringing those demons and, out yeah and, and and for me personally and for like why we why we're running this middle school man yeah. like those if those things can, can like start to be addressed now in, yes. as a 13 14 15 year old then they don't turn into like super hidden bigger demons that don't come out until you're 22 23 24 sometimes 
never when you should be primed yeah yeah and yeah. so like that's where in my opinion like you see even guys that could make it to d1 or even make it to the league or whatever make it to be a pro athlete and they fuck it up somehow because there's just things that are living inside that are never really worked out and the coaching industry is like macho bravado ego industry where in our reality like it it doesn't need to be that yeah like if you really want loved. to get the best like there's an elite athlete in everybody yeah and if if a coach really wants to to pull that out like you got to be willing to have these types of conversations you got to be willing to pull the kid to the side and be like hey man like what's going on like can yeah. i how can i support you or how can i like be there for you yeah. you know like coaches aren't really there for you they they need what they need they need what they need. It's, and it's like, a business. It's a business. Yeah, we literally you know? talked about that to the point of like college and, and shit itself. Like they don't give a shit about you. Mm -hmm. Like I've gotten hurt and like, I hope people hear this shit. Like I've gotten hurt in Nevada and I haven't heard from literally one fucking person yeah. from Nevada since I got hurt during season and I'm supposedly your captain. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then, you know, I want to talk about how we started together shit, but my point of view of it all is I get a text. I'm in a dark place with my shoulder. I think my career is over. And Devin texts me, hey, man, we're doing this small group. We got this dope-ass fucking trainer from Mambo Academy. His name's Matt. I'm going to hook you up with him. I'm like, oh, fuck, okay, cool. And, like, the second I met you with Ethan that first day, well, Ethan went the first day. He's like, yeah, bro, it's dope. Like, they got, like, a little middle school. He's like, Matt seems cool. And I know – and Ethan's shy, so I know that he didn't open up or anything the first day. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, cool, let's go check it out. And, like, the moment I met you, like, the energy that I felt, and I was like, fuck, dude, we, we had to talk on that field for, like, I think an hour or two a little bit yeah, about your yeah. story. and. Yeah. I was just like, fuck, man, I'm like really excited for this just because I understood that you cared and you're with these kids. And it's like, it's a breath of fresh air. And that's mm -hmm. why where we're at now. And I want to get into that, obviously, if together ship and but where the school's at now, what these kids are getting, which is going to click hopefully soon to them is like, dude, the value of, of the love. And it's all driven by legit care and love. And that's mm -hmm. the first time I've been a part of a team like that, right, like right. where I don't feel like I have to like you said, always be macho and the captain and, and all this kind of, you know, it's like, nah, dude, it's love. And when this guy's down, we're going to pick you up when your energy's down, you know, mm -hmm. if my energy's down, you're going to pick me up. Like, that's just how it should roll. And it's yeah, like, yeah. It, it's, it's a breath of fresh air. For sure, man. Well, I, I really appreciate hearing you say that. And yeah, yeah. Like it, it's, and that question is such a good question. Like it's such an applicable question. And like, I hope I, I truly like desire for anybody who's listening to this, whether it's a coach or not, whether it's a parent of somebody who's listening to this. Um, like, I hope that somebody can take something from that. Yeah, like totally. just us having this open dialogue yeah, about open. it because, yeah. you know, that's, that's what it's all about truly. And like, you know, I, like, I, I didn't grow up like that. Yeah. You know, like my dad was tough, tough as nails, blue yep. collar guy. My grandpa, same thing. You know, that's how my dad was raised. You're working nine to five. You're exactly. getting good benefits. You're putting food on the table. Yeah, man. And you do it again. And so, you know, and, and like throughout my life and my experiences, like that's why I genuinely like appreciate the opportunity to, to sit yeah. here and have this conversation with you guys because new things will always come up through yeah. conversation, like totally. new realizations and new things. And like to be able to even just converse it because I keep all this with me. Like this is this is me. This yeah. is my intent every day. This is my mission. And it's what drives me now is really just the energy, the spirit and the love yeah. that I get to put into whoever the fuck I'm around, like yeah. whoever I'm around um, and whoever's willing to accept it, open and willing yeah. to accept it. Like, um, you know, I, I come from just a place of, 
of selflessness really yeah. like i i just am looking to i don't know man yeah. run around one thing that i'm really noticing as like someone who's like not coaching the kids at together shift but mm-hmm. someone who loves sports so much and went through so many coaches and you know did the private trainings and did everything is that it really can start so much with the coaches mm-hmm. and with how authentic you guys are yeah. being as people but being as people not just as coaches yeah, yeah. You know, for the, for the for kids sure. to really see that hey he's not just a coach like you know what my coach might be going through some shit today absolutely you know I mean? yeah but he might be going th- and for the kids to realize that soon as, as soon as as early as you guys teach it yeah they realize it's okay for them to go through shit too oh, yeah. you absolutely. know because it's like i don't have to bottle this up because maybe when i go home like my dad may you know maybe i can't really talk about this with my dad yeah. yet. you know he's he's super macho yeah but then now they have a space here to do that right which would have been unbelievable yeah. you know being you and i being yeah. you know 12 13 14 For here sure. as opposed to just what we had well we didn't know how like, to be vulnerable you know and like so the other day like i like thought i tore my achilles the other day like holding tyler immel back um in this drill and i kind of you know tweak it a little bit whatever i'm like limping around and he's like asking if i'm okay and i'm not really digesting it you know and the next day at the field he's like coach like so you good like checked up on me and i was like yeah, like in that in that moment, I was kind of like, like they realized that, like yeah, we're not right. superhumans, dude. We're human, and he's going through an injury, and I'm always, and I've been through my fair share. So I'm like talking to him, and it's just like you start to form these personal relationships with these kids. That's like unbelievable, and um, I want to get into togethership. Like, so you go from sports academy, um, and the first year was last year, correct? Of togethership, mm-hmm. and kind of how like whatever you want to get into of how that kind of rolled up and mm-hmm. like what it's turned into now yeah, kind of how sure. you started yeah school yeah you literally a, a, a pri- we are now a private school that's what in I, saddleback valley unified school district it's part crazy. of you wants to hold that story back and get dq in here yeah because i want to hear you guys kind of both tell it yeah so don't go into too much detail because it's gonna yeah. be a sick podcast yeah. you guys both getting into like no this is how it happened no that was my idea yeah. no that was totally your idea but just, well like well dev what is it so last summer I was basically back on like the free agent market and yeah. I was doing some stuff with Jumpman. Just playing the field, um, doing your thing. I was actually looking at, and I had been, like I had done a couple um, homeschool kids in like 2016 and 2017. And even at Sports Academy, kids were homeschooled. So they got charter school money and they were able to pay me to be basically their PE teacher. So they would get a PE credit training or being around me, um, which was like, great. I'd spend 10 hours a week with one kid or a group of small kids. Um, God, I could only imagine, be like, are we running the mile today? And he's running like 640s. It's like, what? Just the <laughs> yeah, bro. yeah, I know, right? Um, so that opened up my eyes like a few years ago. And um, I remember it like being at Sports Academy, the idea um, had come up and it wasn't, it wasn't a, a feasible thing at the time. Um, and so that summer I was actually looking at last summer, I was actually looking at a couple different options, um, in terms of school. I was actually going to, uh, do two different ones. I was going to come down and work with Dev and do a different one. D- shout out to DNA and Paul up in, um, up in the Valley. And I decided to roll with Dev. Like I already had a, a friendship with Dev and we knew each other obviously from Sports Academy. Um, and there was still like some possibility of like tying Sports Academy back in, especially mm-hmm. with our both of our history being, you know, former directors yeah. of football. 
and so that was attractive to me and like i liked dev you know i liked dev so (laughs) that made sense um and so i decided to only roll with dev and so like he like he planted the seed last year at saddleback valley christian and like reached his hand out to me to come down and like wanted me to come, you know, be the guy for him. I know. And, we and know do it. damn well that he had this vision in his head too, because he is a manifester. He, oh, yeah. he manifests ideas is. into existence like anybody yeah, he's, he's, Absolutely. He's, uh, he is. And um, it's funny because I I just did this course and it's called human design. And it's a very fascinating course. And I I like my brain and my body chemistry have me as a manifesting generator, which is different. And I believe if Dev did the course, he'd probably be just a manifester, which is incredible because there is some differences there. Virtually the difference is that like when I get into a situation, like I then manifest, he manifests the situation. Before it even exists. Yeah. yeah. So th- and that's, a, that's an important thing to, to differentiate. Also, Dev and Dylan um, were already like looking to implement this whole concept at another academy rhinos yeah um and they're yeah and they're still running running a similar program um so they were already looking at at doing it up there um and then that didn't happen so when i came down like dev already basically had this crew assembled and so i became like kind of you know a, a piece that was needed and as we entered into the year um it just became something that way more than what originally I was supposed to like be there for. I just fell in love with it because I believe in the concept. I believed in the idea and it was incredible. Like I ended up investing like way more time when Kristen, my wife watches this, like she's going to be like, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I invested a lot of time and I just believed in it, man. Like I believed in it full heartedly and so we ended up um, like basically partnering up and Dill was gone. Dill went to Chicago to run a combine program. And we're going to have Dylan on here. Yeah. So he can tell that yeah, part of the story. Um, and then basically like so much shit happened last year, man. Like so much shit. And then COVID hit. So like, you In know, the middle like, of our fucking training, dude. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was just crazy yeah. ass year. And the together ship was really only born as an as a company in february like we were we were kind of running running like and what is to together ship like the name like so together ship i know i know it's an old story origin yeah well it started last summer or two summers ago summer of 2019 and i was uh with evan yabu and a squad of cats. Squirm was there too. Who picked you off at Pasadena? Yeah, so Pasadena. funny, funny small world. Yeah. Um, we were running the uh, Brandon Cooks camp. Yeah. And uh, man, like I, I was in front of the kids, a lot of kids, <laughs> and the word just came out of my mouth. Like today, we are a together ship. Yeah. And it just, it just stuck, man. Yeah. Like, it just stuck. And like Squirm started yelling it, together ship, <laughs> together ship. And like, then I started like tagging it in my post. Yeah. And then there was a subtle hint that a jump man was interested in the word together ship. Yeah. So I ran and put a quick trademark on it. 
and realized then that, oh man, like, like right then and there, I realized like, wait, they're like, there's actually like some something, yeah. like, there's some substance to this word. Like yes. this word is like something that like came out of me that is like maybe a combination of all my experiences all in one, all in one word. And so this is a good story. I'm glad yeah. you asked the question of the origin of the word because when we did opening day before last year, so when Elite Athlete Middle School in its origin started, Devin surprised me and made Togethership our motto for the year. Printed shirts, those shirts that are Hashtag, the definition yeah. shirts oh, yeah, yeah. that everybody wants to do definition shirts now. Yeah. Let's be real world. Yeah. Uh, we did that. We <laughs> did Togethership and defined it. And I didn't know that he was doing that. Yeah. Like that was Dev surprising and honoring me like yeah. i have said since that happened like this is one of the nicest things that everybody anybody's ever done for yeah. me yeah like because he had seen it on my posts and whatnot yeah. and, and so like that Just level of respect yeah, yeah that first day like the whole staff les was there dylan eisner everybody was there that was going to be a part of it last year we all got blessed by devin yeah. with togethership shirts and so it just became our motto yeah. and then when the shit storm hit of last year we needed to also make it the name of our school yeah um and those are other stories but yeah. um so yeah like that's kind of the origin of it and then and dill can tell the story too but uh then we got dill back and obviously less yeah. has been a part of it um and so yeah man that brings us to it was crazy, man. Like this year has been nuts in yeah. terms of like not knowing where we were going to be. Yeah. Uh, not knowing if we were even going to be able to be in person. Yeah. Like me and Dev ran through all these interviews with these kids and these families uh -huh. and had an amazing time, like with the enrollment process, yeah. um, like getting to know the kids. Like we were, we were dead set on not getting a certain necessarily number of kids but getting the right kids quality building the right culture yep. kids that would organically like attract similar, you know, like, like uh -huh. Dev's original statement, like-minded, you know, people. Yes. That's what happened based off the kids that we put into, you know, mission and Santa Margarita and Jay Sarah yeah. and all like shout out to all year one together ship kids, D Mills yeah. and Jack and Aiden and Some stuff, Moxie man. and everybody, man. I love all you guys. And they're going to be making noise in the high school scene over the next four years. Yeah. Like we're going to be courtside seats and, I cannot wait. and on yeah. the field, you know, over these next four years, watching these boys and, and girls ball out. I think Dylan might get drafted out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> the kid it is might, like the face might. of quarterback summit digital right now too. Yeah, he's, it he's is. Stud. So um, like those kids, those kids, man, and their, their level of respect in the community and who they became and who they are is how we yeah. like got this organic group of kids yeah. that are in the championship this year. Yeah. Yeah. Like we didn't really spend money on marketing. Yeah. You know, like our, our marketing was word of mouth. It was yeah. grassroots. It was organic like that. And then, you know, we, you know, we had a bunch of kids in choir, but like I said, it wasn't necessarily about filling up the numbers. Wow. You know, we got a great group this year and it's uh it's super rewarding, man. Like I, yeah. I've never been a part of a, a project like, and I've loved, I've been so lucky and fortunate to love everything that I've done in my career. Like yeah. everything. I refuse to not ever do anything that I loved 
um but this is different man like yeah this is a, a collection of all of us all of our experiences all of our perspectives that is like so like intrin like Dude. intricately getting intrinsically infused put that shit on somewhere yeah. infused into <laughs> into these like kids smoothie right <laughs> the intrinsically intrinsically infused in, in, intricately intrinsically infused wow Jesus. triple i bitch yeah. <laughs> i cube uh but yeah man so here we are man here we are I mean, month it's one it's literally changed my life just in like i was listening to like the celeste brown podcast and he was talking about like the three things that you know and one of them was if you're the smartest person in your group of friends, find your group. Yeah. And like my new group of friends, I mean, Luke's always been smarter than me, so that's not anything new. <laughs> but it's like I'm sitting in this room just listening to these stories of the staff, which like we're gonna slowly start introducing everybody to. But um, man, like I'm just in awe of every single coach, and then like you guys have opened my mind to just so many different things, and like it sparked so much curiosity in different aspects of my life and spiritually and just talking to you. And then I'm in here at eight o'clock at night, talking to Devin Dillon about some going down the rabbit holes of just different topics of just like, you know, like just open my mind completely and spark this curiosity. And which leads me, I have like, I have like two more things to ask. I know Luke will have some questions, but the big thing at together ship, it, it, it's holistic. Mm-hmm. Right. And I want, and that's what the circle is with the together ship logo. Um, I want to kind of touch on like that. You're a certified holistic. Mm-hmm coach is is that the right word i don't know yeah and i'm glad you asked yeah and this is cool this is like a cool way to maybe start to wrap it up yeah you know, so i could go all night this is enjoyable but i know it's, it's therapeutic huh it's, yeah it's, 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 it it out man it, it I, it's, it's, it's tough well you know my all my life and all my experiences and all these like being in these coaching fields and being around all these different professionals you know with all due respect to everybody that i've been around in my whole career man like every single person whether we got along or not, whether I left, you know, hastily or not, doesn't matter. I have respect and love for all my experiences. Um, when I, when like quarantine hit, or really it's kind of been this whole past year, um, I got like into listening to different people and different podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I've always loved to learn, yeah. but this year, like specifically starting like last summer, yeah, um, I really started diving into like, like you said, different rabbit holes. And when I started listening to specifically Paul check, um, he like has been a huge influence on my life. Um, and I did his holistic lifestyle, uh, coaching program. And that is when I finally realized that I've never been a sports performance coach. I've never been uh, a quarterback coach or a wide receiver coach. I've never been just those things. Yeah. I've always been a holistic lifestyle coach, okay. just with not necessarily a full education on everything that makes somebody holistic. Okay. And so and what is holistic? Basically, when you think about the whole, you think about um, tapping into not just the training, you think about tapping into the sport, the mindfulness, the recovery, the education which can vary like for us our education in the school is our academics program um which you know still has some traditional aspects but also we're we're adding in yes you know some new age shit i love that um, which is great Mm -hmm. um and then what did i miss i think i said everything nutrition yeah nutrition yeah Yeah. nutrition um and then really kind of like the inner circle for our school is 
the holistic and yoga, mm -hmm. um, which kind of ties everything together. Yeah. And like a simple example of that is like, like you guys talk about yeah. on your podcast, like an example of a holistic tie everything together is a morning routine yes. or a nighttime routine okay. or like those little things yeah. that, that touch each aspect of your life to yes. make you feel whole. Correct. Like it could be in, it's in the mindfulness category. Yeah. It's in the recovery category. Yeah. It's really in every category Yeah. because okay. in your morning routine, you're drinking your water, yeah. you know, your Himalayan salt and lemon yeah. water. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, you're, you're maybe meditating, yeah. whatever, whatever your morning routine is, you're kind of tapping into yeah. what it is to be that whole. And so going through like this level of education now, I realized that I've always cared about the whole, I've yeah. always cared so much more about like how, how much strong, like you could go on Google and find a strength program, yeah. like no disrespect to strength or performance yeah. coaches. Like we have some of the best in the world, in my opinion, yeah. on our staff here. Um, but like you can find a strength program, you can find yeah. a program that's going to make you stronger. Um, so I've always like built in adventures. Like when we were at Ventura College, yeah. I did the Ventura College Olympics every year. Yeah. Or we would go like I would go take them to the beach and we would do like beat. I called them beach compete days. Yeah. And I literally one of the competitions this is a funny story. This just came up in my head. I did a dig a hole competition literally <laughs> dig a awesome. hole in the sand competition yeah. so something my dad would make me do yeah bro and go, like go dig a hole it's even do it faster i'll time you that's what my dad but it's crazy <laughs> these kids like i and it's funny the shushu brother from hawaii uh, <laughs> they they went crazy but like everybody they're literally digging in like every single person and we'd line the whole beach like every year at bc we'd get 150 kids into camp in july <laughs> yeah and so like we had to cut that down a little bit but basically me and my dog shane who was my my road dog out there and my partner for all those years um we were handling kind of the whole performance yeah. program up there and we had 80 kids lined on the beach <laughs> digging holes that were like taller than their bodies yeah and but no like things like that at ventura yeah. college where or like anywhere that we went like santa paula high school i think like i'd be there three four mornings a week and we'd go like run through the neighborhood and i'd stop at like an outlook where the sun would be coming up yeah. and i would just share a life story or yeah. we would talk life or we would get into like these holistic discussions yeah and i didn't realize in those years like that was holistic like yeah. having those little conversations making them feel like you said luke like making them feel safe yeah. like creating the space for them to feel safe was was always like a huge part of why I, I got into coaching in general, like why I, you know, really do this. And so now to have the lane that I'm in and to be able to create this role for myself here and not necessarily have to like be able to trust Dill and Les yes. and Deb to do his role and everybody else that's here to do their roles. And I get to do what I'm, what I'm best yeah. at. Like, basically kind of make sure it's all glued together You're and just make sure walking around giving your energy right. yeah like I, it's a dream come true man it's a dream come true yeah it's amazing and so and then also i get to shift my energy into uh being an athlete again yeah that, that so was what i was gonna me. next so yeah well yeah all of a sudden i you're like yeah i'm on a the usa handball team like you are an olympic professional athlete it's a weird deal man like you're literally team usa they can kind of see in the background like you're on Team USA for handball, and you went to Mexico last year during our um, our training, and you competed down there. And mm -hmm. I know you you got some stuff trying to brew with the USA team and all this, but um, yeah, talk about that a little bit. Um, okay, so <laughs> that was it's crazy how it came about. Um, man, it's just so crazy. Like I went out to practice for the first time 
last August. And how that came, how did that come up? That opportunity. Uh, my boy Nate Ebner. Uh, shout out to my dog Nate, yeah. who's with the Giants now. Um, played nine years with the Patriots. All all American special teams, right? Just yeah, a bro. dude. Nate, sorry if you don't know Nate Ebner and you're listening to this and you're still listening to this. Which you, I know you are. Then find Nate Ebner's story. We gotta get Nate on here. That's man. my guy. I grew up. <laughs> I grew up with Nate. He was he was my running back in childhood. That's so, awesome. uh, yeah, man. Um, Nate knew EBA, um, and so it was just kind of a, a connection like that. And then so I went out to practice, and uh, first throw, I, I think it was first throw, first throw. Brian, twist. Brian, uh, our goalie or one of our goalies, uh, looked at me after I zipped that thing <laughs> and was like, to everybody, this motherfucker's with us. Yeah, he's with us. Yeah, and I'm like, what a cool thing to hear. Yeah, like, that's a gangster. I'm like, like, cool I'm like thing to hear. wow, man, like. And I can't even describe how good that felt. Like, I'm like, I remember when you came back from it and you were explaining the game to us. I'm like, dude, that is like, and you're just, you're implementing everything over the years that you've learned in the handball. And it's like, you're this Olympic handball athlete. Like, that's amazing. It's pretty crazy, man. Can you kind of explain what handball is to people that don't know? Yeah. So it's not the hit the ball against the wall beach sport. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's virtually a combination. Actually, I have a handball over there if you want to grab it, that orange one. Go ahead. Um, it's that orange one, and that's like it's it's gonna feel like a playground ball, but that's oh, the wow. official beach ball. That's the official beach ball right there. Okay, so yeah, how does this game work? So this ball gets thrown into a net that is two meters by three meters, not that big of a net. Uh, so as you can imagine, a big ass goalie standing there yeah. takes up a good portion of the net. Yeah, and the court is small. Um, it's four on three. It's on a beach. It's very high on the beach. I play on the beach team. It's very high flying. Um, you get two points for a 360. So the line that you have to shoot behind is six meters. So it's one of the only sports where it's the only sport in the world that you're actually, besides figure skating, that you're actually analyzing. I analyze tape on myself doing 360s. 360s like oh this isn't a dunk contest this is i'm actually trying to get my i'm getting my left shoulder around as fast as i can to eliminate 0.3 to 0.4 seconds so that i can see the goal faster so that i can then pinpoint a ball somewhere where if a goalie's taken near side i got another big ass guy that's jumping that's lengthy and jumping taking away the other part of the goal and so i have to hit a window that's very small. <laughs> That's a but, quarterback coming in. Yeah, so you get two points for a 360. You get two points for an alley-oop. So, so a lot. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you only get like three steps or something, right? You it's get almost... three steps. You can put the ball down or dribble it. Some dudes in the world yeah. dribble it. They dribble that ball all Up the and down the court. Well, First, you get yeah. one dribble and then another three steps. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Or you can kind of like put it down and roll it to yourself. Okay, okay, um, okay. And so, man, it's high-flying, action-packed. Super, like super different from any other sport, That's but so awesome. also like I get to be on the beach. I yeah. get to go practice my sport on the beach. Yeah. And like growing up in the Midwest and growing up in Ohio, dog, like when I yeah. went to the beach, it was vacation. Yeah. So that's still like inside of me. Yeah. So I go to the beach and I feel like a little kid. Yeah. I get to and you're run throwing around. the shit out of a ball, which you love to, you not to mention, that thing. Yeah, not to mention my <laughs> right arm is 
pretty strong. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, man. It's like a <laughs> rocket. I can throw it. I can throw it. It sounds like it's like ultimate frisbee meets lacrosse meets extreme sports. Dude, like, it is. It's, it's literally it's, a combo of, athlete, of those. Dude. That's a good comparison. Ultimate frisbee, a little bit of lacrosse, a little bit of rugby principle where like okay. you're attacking the gap. And like, cause there's only, there's only three defenders and four offensive guys. And then there's the goalie. So like automatically there's always going to be a way to attack the defense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so similar to all those sports, similar to basketball in terms of like, yeah. I got to throw a lob and go get that thing in the air. Yeah. Um, so it's like there's science there's athleticism, yeah, there like games coming up. I want to watch live. Dude, come to practice yeah, this weekend. I, Both know, of should dude, I am so down. That sounds like so much fun. It'd be amazing dude, to watch. Come to practice. No, you yeah. guys can literally practice if you it want. It sounds like something I would yeah, I'd, be like, yeah. I'd be like, I need three beers and then I'm ready to hop. Well, that, that's <laughs> the jump, coolest part about the sport. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the coolest part about the sport is like, we'll get people to come out and like practice with us. And I mean like ABA and shout out to the, to the teammates. Like we got, some teammates that like really like they're pro athletes they're they are true professionals yeah like we get on film we get on uh, a call every tuesday night they're out there we're out there every weekend um like it's been an adjustment for me yeah because i've been so heavy in giving myself to everybody else yeah. my whole life yeah. so i'm just now getting to the point where i'm able to actually like fully commit yeah. to being a pro athlete like that's, i'm just now getting to crazy. that point and it's very like clearing to even be able to say that to you guys because and then let alone like the the role that i have with togethership obviously like oh yeah being one of the owners of togethership you know like i care about this this is like you know yeah. this is my baby this is my life's work as well but that's your that's your you time when we talk about i mean like if that's what you enjoy to do that's your space right you get away you're there at practice on the weekend it's like when you hit that sand nothing else matters i'm locked in and I'm exactly and when myself. we talk about being holistic yeah i mean for me like i'm making sure that like i'm doing my best to make yes. sure that i can take care of myself my like what we call tribe relationships yep, yep. here at the together ship but like for me like that's my wife yeah and that's and then next category my health yes and then you know you go to wreck and leisure sport yep. and then business like mm -hmm. for me I, i'm just doing my best to practice what i oh, preach and, you've been doing amazing dude you've been doing amazing from my perspective of just being that dude for everybody and seems like i mean even from even from last year how like I mean, everything was just like, so there was a lot of shit going on last yeah, year, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like the school and everything. And it felt, it felt like that. Like, and now it's like, I feel like everybody's just in such a good place. And like mm -hmm. everything that happened last year was supposed to happen. And that's why I felt like when I talked to you about even like, I was so pissed off about not going to the NFL. Like all I wanted to do was go to the NFL. That's all yeah. I felt like I deserved. Yeah. And I feel like not going to the NFL was the best thing that happened to me because now I'm here. I'm learning so much from, from you guys and just the like like not going like set up this situation but also like relieved all that pressure and stress you know mm -hmm. what i mean and like now being here and it's like it's rolling and it's amazing and all this shit's going into fluid it's just it's just an amazing experience this whole like last couple of years man yeah locked that Appreciate up having you, and dude it's it's been amazing and i'm so happy you came on i know he's got have you questions. uh have you seen hamilton Man, I, I haven't, but I, like a, a few of my close friends, shout out to Z-Mac and, and McCaff, they have raved about it, and I, I <laughs> well, need to, I need to. fucking fantastic, <laughs> yeah. but there's a, there's a scene or part of the play or part of the musical mm -hmm. uh, where Alexander Hamilton, he walks into a pub, and there's like three or four main characters, they're all in there, mm -hmm. and uh, they're all singing, and he stops and goes, 
he says something along the lines of like, what are the odds the gods place all of us here at the same time, in the same place? And that's the feeling I get when like you walk in this building. That's so cool, bro. There's a yeah. reason that's that powerful. all you guys are here Dude. to impact these kids. And because it's and each other, you know what I mean? Cause it's like so many of them are probably not going to play professional sports, mm-hmm. which is so okay. Yeah. And they're going to realize that that's so okay. So right, really, right, right. which is so something that like we've kind of like walked into is like, is this okay? What the fuck the am fuck I doing I, now? I yeah. I am. No, no identity. Like, baseball anymore? Like, who am I? You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm, I go to a Juco and I hate it. Now like, who the fuck am I? Who's Luke? No, well, like, exactly. that's powerful. That, and yeah. I really appreciate that reference too. And now I feel like I definitely need to watch <laughs> Um, but no, it's funny cause, cause Deb, when you guys get Deb on here, like he'll, he'll probably talk about the fact that like, he actually has been almost an advocate for like minimizing how much time we actually spend on sport yeah. and maximizing the time we spend on the holistic stuff yeah. and on the other things in this program. Um, and I hope that doesn't, uh, uh, detract any of our, people. <laughs> but no, we, this year we're good. We're, we got our sports. <laughs> Don't worry. No. And whatever happens here is for the best benefit of the kids and we can absolutely absolutely yeah. but no I, and and what you're saying really resonated with me luke just in terms of like we're we're so much encouraging the kids to open up and like we did the tree of life you yeah. know assignment or project i call it a, not an assignment it's a project you know and like found out that like luke webb loves to draw and he's a great <laughs> artist a That's great awesome. artist <laughs> and like so luke. i sent i sent a photo of his tree of life to his caretaker Leslie and she was like yeah Luke loves to draw like let him let him go and I was like oh my god like finding those things out <laughs> yeah, yeah fire me Huge. up so like equally as much as anything that could ever happen in sport and trust yeah. me like I I very much value sport as well like I I like the the things that come from sport but sport to me now is a conduit a way to show who you are like when I go out and touch the sand with my my USA teammates it's like I now get to be an exemplification of all the other work that I'm putting in in my life yeah and when these kids like like what I say all the time they're practicing mindfulness skills they're practicing these skills the same way they practice sports skills which we never did I never did as a kid ever I never practiced like what happens when coach screams at you and Everything inside of you tells you to curl up into a ball or be like, oh, fuck you, coach. Yeah. I'm not listening to that shit. Like, yeah. you don't even know what you're talking about. What about acquiring a skill that is like, when that moment of adversity happens, how do you fight fire with water? How do you become peace in that situation? Like, you can acquire that skill like yeah. you can and so that's what we're practicing like that's the value of together shit right there like that's unreal that's the value if i had that imagine a kid like a coach is going crazy and a kid just staying calm like okay coach like i got you yeah that makes yeah. sense you know just something yeah. that subtle and that coach is like that never happens and the okay. coach is like man i didn't mean to be a dick yeah, yeah, yeah exactly like, bro, yeah. Like bring it down a level yeah yeah, yeah. Like coach, like I got you. you like, yeah. Chill out a little yeah. bit. It's, it's like okay. when Tua Tagovailoa slaps Coach Saban on the ass in the national championship. When yeah. he sees Saban dripping his ass and then right. he slaps on the ass, throws a tutty the next play. And yeah, like, bro. Yeah, that's the kind of calmness you want to be able to have. Right, right. Um, but and no, that's what makes Tua an elite athlete. Like yes. back to your original question, yeah. eighteen hours ago, like <laughs> that's like that's what Honestly, makes an elite athlete. It's rare. One. If we split yeah. this in two parts, that may have been part yeah. one. Of the yeah, part. It could be. <laughs> 
I don't even know. I love I love how we rolled, bro. I, I'm thinking let's end with three rapid fire questions really quickly. Okay. I have I will I have one off the bat. I just Go. want to know AAU basketball, your team in AAU basketball, Cal Scrubby. Um, I was a big fan of him like before I even met you. He's a you know, he's a rapper, he's you know, Cincy, all that stuff, and he's blown up, obviously. Um, independent dude, and then I come to find out that you know him. And then another person on your basketball team was Kyle Rudolph, who was on the Vikings, who I'm a huge fan of. Um, growing up, I was a Viking fan, so it came full circle for me, like a little bit when you were like, yeah, I was on the AAU basketball team with them. So Cincy boys, that. man, yeah. Cincy boys. Kyle's one of the best uh, athletes that I've ever seen coming out of Cincinnati. Uh, man, just used to drop step, drop step, bang. Cal, yeah. uh, man, Cal's like point guard, man. Cal's point guard. Like, <laughs> he's always had a point guard type of mentality. And uh, yeah, man, like hooping. Hooping with Cal and seeing Cal's, like, mentality growing up is, like, an incredible thing to see how it's now translated into, like, you're a fan because he's a lyrical genius. Bro. Oh, I like, love it. Yeah. That kid, that guy, like, man. And I, his sports references, and I'm like, dude. Could, I listen to, I've listened to every Cal song a hundred plus times, <laughs> yeah, I and it. I pick up a new yes. little yeah. subtlety every yes. time. I'm like, well, what the And, like, I know him. Like, yeah. And I, like, so some of the hints, like, I should get better than yeah. other people. Yeah. And I'm still, like, it's as much of a mystery as it is to somebody who doesn't know him from Adam. Yeah. So, yeah, man, like, really cool to, to it's unreal. see those guys. See, like, the coolest part about you asking that yeah. is just seeing where those guys are at yeah and and like watching them and seeing them thrive and like i still keep in touch with cal quite a bit man yeah. like he texts like i don't know every other week or so and just so like dope, random shit dude, yeah. in there and um, i was a big fan of because he came out with, uh ain't shit changed and the music video was white man can't jump with him yeah. and chris brown and i loved that and i was like damn i wonder because he looks like he can ball so i never even knew i never kind of checked in then when you were posting him I was like, oh, damn, he's a Cal Scrubby fan. And then I learned that you know the dude because you kept saying Calvin. And I'm like, sounds like he knows him. You know what I mean? Like, so I had to check in with that. Well, I'm just going to post like, and then like Marshall. Marshall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but that, that's badass. That's an awesome story. Yeah, bro, for sure. All right, so who is your favorite your favorite athlete of all time? Man, good question. Um, good question. I mean, you've been, been surrounded by so many athletes the last yeah. 10, 15 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, growing up in Cincinnati – it's funny because like my family is Pittsburgh people, okay. and so like I have the, I have a yeah. like Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, Pirates and Penguins logo because that's like all that Pittsburgh people care about yep. is their sports. Um, but I can't say that it's one person from the Steelers. I really was a big Brett Favre fan. Brett Favre's yeah. level of fuckitness dude, was like I was. Fuckitness, I, love I that. wore number four. Still, to yeah. this day, yeah. yeah. When he's I, swinging in the Wrangler commercial, he's always <laughs> slanging that thing. I, I wore number four because of Brett Favre. Okay, so he was definitely one. Um, but growing up in Cincy, like I was always a basketball guy, and we never had a team. So like I always loved Allen Iverson, MJ. Like yeah. I loved the main guys. Like yeah. I loved watching Sean Kemp feel like he was gonna break the backboard every time. <laughs> I loved Kobe, man. Like yeah. even growing up in the Midwest, like I loved Kobe. Yeah. Like loved Kobe. And so when I first came out here, and obviously Braun, like big Braun guy, yeah. but coming out here in 2009, like man, I got in so many arguments with people. The Kobe <laughs> Kobe Braun argument was so yeah. real. But I was. The, the funny part is I would argue for Braun. Yeah. But I like in those years, I was on Kobe's team. Yeah. But I would argue for Braun just because I was from Ohio and it yeah. made sense for me to do that. Yeah. Um, but I and just. And now we just appreciate greatness. Man. Yeah. Like, like I, I love both. Like yeah. I don't care who's better or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like whatever, man. Like Braun is Braun, man. Yeah. Like Braun is Braun. Like, <laughs> 
LeBron, MJ, Kobe, whatever, man. There goes some so, greatness. So, pick one. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Uh, oh, Braun, bro, Braun. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, okay. I'm doing it. I'm just going yeah. to do it. Okay. I'll leave you there. I mean, I'm a, I've, I'm in Orange County, Southern California, Kobe. I shook Kobe's hand one time at a Dodger game. Me and Jake Smith made our way down to a a, a game, and we're, uh, you know, Kobe. It was cool because we shook his hand. We're like, oh shit, that's Kobe. We snuck down there, shook his hand. It was awesome. And then. A couple minutes later, they zoom in on Kobe and the big screen. The whole stadium started chanting MVP, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I felt like I witnessed greatness at that park. It was crazy. I feel That's like awesome. I feel like nobody. What about you? Who you pick? Yeah, Derek Jeter. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's Derek like Jeter, Jordan, and then it's Muhammad Ali. Yankees. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's respectable. Hell yeah! Can't argue with that. Yeah. yeah I've man. got I've got the big old him standing over Sonny Liston. Yeah. Like that, I've got three T-shirts of that. I've got a canvas on my wall. I've got a picture in the office. That's gangster. Yeah, big Muhammad Ali fan. I love that, bro. He was a, a huge political and social advocate. Yeah, he changed the world in so many ways. Amazing. Um, Braun, I don't think anybody's faced the level of criticism that Braun has faced. Like, that, why do people not want like Braun so to be the best player? So much unjust adversity yeah. against him. Yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah. it's like, how can you hate somebody who's like? Done nothing wrong, bro. And like, but you, and you see him, and it's just like, well, he, Braun's such like a good person. I know. Like, he's just like, but then he's he literally just so up. talented. Yeah. Like we're sitting here talking, like people from their couch are like, yeah, LeBron sucks. What, bro? Like, you see this human being? Like he's so, he's so other. Yeah, yeah. he's so. Yeah. Other. It's like he's his own category. Anytime he's like, he resembles a human. You're like, what? LeBron only had twenty three, <laughs> seven, and three tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, in the uh, NBA, he's, he's, he's on a downward trend. His, yeah. his, his prime's over. Like, like anytime it's, anybody it's out does him one time, it's like, oh yeah, was Le- is LeBron like not the same? Like, it's like Brady. It's like, all the same shit with Brady. That stat, like, was it nine finals in a row? Is that his stat? Yeah. Like, well, the first time he's gotten outscored was um, uh, Butler the other night, right? Yeah. yeah. First yeah. time he's been outscored in the finals game. Or eight finals in a row, nine out of the last ten. That's that's never gonna happen again. No, bro. In any definitely sport, not, definitely eight not. Final, but like more importantly, from different on different teams. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's not like the that's Yan- what makes the you great, had a man. Ten-year run, the Celtics yeah. had a ten-year nothing, run. You know? No, no career is comparable to the LeBron. And that's the argument that Tom Brady's gonna have to go through if he doesn't pull Tampa in somewhere. Oh, he's a system quarterback. But the thing is, like, people just don't appreciate greatness. Like, dude, he just spent like fucking however long he did in New England with the same receivers, the same system. Like, yeah, it takes a little bit of time. Like, people I, just don't understand sports. Like, I admire Tom. It takes such a level of, like, maturity for Tom yes. to, like, to, like, leave such – I mean, not comfort, but, like, leave yeah. everything that he's known. Like, at least he was sure of. Yeah, well, and, like, he, yeah exactly. he instilled that And there. take on this new challenge. Yeah. You know, like – and people crazy. hate on good people. I heard that dude shakes everybody's hand when he meets them and introduces himself. My boy Nate, who played with Tom for nine years, yeah. he's like, dude, Tom's like a big goofball. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I, I could that so see that. Yeah. I could so see, like, like you see his, his post when he so wins, he's just like, like smiling at the camera. And, like, someone who's not a football fan and, like, yeah. they, you know, didn't know. So somebody probably didn't have access to any media in the world. Lived under a rock for yeah. a couple of years. Yeah. But, like, could see, like, is that like a science teacher? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. Who is that? So, final question of the the weekend, the week, whatever day it is. <laughs> yeah, the seven-day-long podcast So, retreat. as a – I'll call you a holistic life coach. That's yes. going to give – that's the title I'm giving you right now. What is, like, a little domino, the first step that somebody can take, um, an average person, they don't have to be an athlete, mm-hmm. um, to kind of, like, dip their toe into living holistically, which yeah. I know is, like – Like, any curiosity a, a they have. A big thing, you know, like, that's – 
trying to tackle too much of one thing, but what is like a small little domino you can give, give somebody? That's a great question, man. I really appreciate you asking that. I think, um, I think having or, or seeking a conversation to start like with somebody that it may, like, it may be somebody that, you know, it may not be, I think just having a conversation out of in, in like opening up in that way to like explore a little bit, like having that conversation and seeing what comes up uh, because I could sit here and say like, you know, you got to open up your mind. You got to like yeah. go inward first. Like you have to uh, expunge all of your, you know, quote unquote demons um, and those things are true. Yeah. But by starting with a conversation, whether like, I don't necessarily want to say that it's a therapy session, so to speak, but I think you can get something that is equally as therapeutic by having a conversation with somebody that is going to like ask you the hard questions. Yeah. Like make yourself the mirror type shit. Yeah. yeah. Like that's going to ask you like, well, like, what are you doing to honor your highest self? Like one of my life coaches, shout out to Danny. Um, he asked me a question and it's a question that's resonated with me ever since of, are you fully self-expressed? And when he asked that question, my answer was no, but I had to think about it. And I got instantly anxious, pissed, and like, like attacked. Like, like what? no, but yeah. not pissed at him. I was pissed at myself. Yeah. I was sad. I was like, my answer is no, but why and how could I ever expect anybody to fully respect me or listen to me or even want to be around me if I can't fully self-express my myself. Yeah. And ever since he asked that question, I've been on a relentless mission to figure out what full self-expression looks like. And I don't know if there's ever a point in anybody's life where they're like, I'm now never going to tell a lie again. I'm yeah, never going to make a there's mistake. There's no level again. 100 where you're finally there. Right. It's, it's, but there's a level of, oh, wow, I need to go inside and I need to work through these things that are maybe deep-seated for some, maybe not as deep-seated for everybody. Yeah. You know, like we all have our different different paths and different upbringings. But back to your question, really, that conversation's intent is to just open up your mind. Like, that's it. Be like, open and accepting, right? Yeah, exactly. And first, it starts with accepting yourself. Like, for me, I had to accept that I was not fully self-expressed. Yeah. Like, I wasn't living a lifestyle where I could fully express myself in an honest way. And so, I refused to live like that anymore. And that's when, for me, at least the flip was switched to go on this path of being able to sit here and say, like, yeah, I'm a holistic lifestyle growth coach. Like, yeah, I, I am that. And it, it feels good to say that, honestly. Like, I had been in that that sports performance and that that whole realm of that's kind of an ego realm. It kind yeah. of is. Yeah, 100%. You know? And, and so it feels really good to know that, like, this is what I've always been passionate about. And now that I have 
you know, that as the foundation that I can build off of. Yeah. You know, I feel like when somebody like you ask me that question, I feel like when anybody can ask me a question similar to that, I can at least give them something that is of value. You know, maybe it works, maybe it's applicable, maybe it helps them open up and get to a point of understanding of themselves. Maybe it doesn't, mm -hmm. but I feel like because I have gotten to that point for myself where I can at least accept myself, um, then others can at least learn from that and feed totally. off of that. So totally. great question. Great question. I mean, I'll drop the mic right there. That was uh that was amazing. That was a great episode. That was a great podcast. Um I mean, we got into some life story. We got into some deep stuff. We got together ship. I mean, that was, um, I think anybody listening could get so much value just from listening to that conversation like that. You know what I mean? So I really don't care how long it is. Like listen to this. I hope you listen to this whole thing because the amount yeah. of value in that conversation was unreal. Yeah. And I think there's going to be a follow-up episode. hundred percent. After I listen to this again, yeah. I'd be like, dude, I didn't ask that question. I didn't ask exactly. that question. I didn't ask exactly. that question because it's like <laughs> from, when you met your boy in high school. Yeah. And then, but then also another situation besides not even talking about how your foot was backwards. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you were held up at gunpoint. Yeah. And you witnessed your, another one of your boys just get beat to shit. Like, and then you were talking about your ex-girlfriend, which now, and then now you're married now. Like there's a story there. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. there is so much there Yeah. that like, I want to re-listen to and be like, okay, I'm coming back with a list of 17 questions to ask <laughs> because there is so much adversity that so many people at any age could have just gotten from that just from you telling your yeah. story without us even questioning mm -hmm. anything because you, you realize that like, oh, I've never even met this people. I didn't know this, this guy existed before today. Yeah. And, and oh, other people go through shit too. Yeah, you know what I mean? There's, uh, this dude had a shit storm. I'm going through a shit and, storm. In our we're next episode too, we're going to dive into that holistic spiritual like oh, yeah. energy like yeah, a, a whole episode yeah about, and that's gonna be real yes sure, sure. and you know that's a whole aspect of my life that's completely changed and thanks to you guys and like um i mean just such i'm so thankful that like i was here together together ship like you know so hopefully listen to this conversation it can bring a little bit of that to these to the audience you know what i mean so yeah totally and it's just fun as shit to learn about other people too. yeah like, people, so interesting people are, dude people are interesting i really like i really really believe that people why are you're wired the way you are like like yeah, everybody has really... their own story and their own mm -hmm. perspective and like it's it's amazing and that's if more of the world was open-minded and accepting i mean we'd be in such a better place and I agree, man. I agree. you know just everybody has a story man and we're here to help share it and put it out there so mm -hmm. um yeah we will put all your socials and everything in there. If anything you want to end on, shout out, give love to, whatever. I'll give love to my wife. I guarantee you she didn't make it to the end. <laughs> That's but, a challenge. Well, she, totally she, did, did. she totally fast forward and she's like, okay, the last 30 seconds. What are they talking about? Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks to you guys, yeah. honestly. Like, I appreciate what you just said, especially, too. Of, like, I, I love to learn about people, too. And I know like, yeah. you wouldn't be here if you didn't love to learn from people. Yeah. And so, um you know, I, I agree. I, I hope that this inspires whoever is listening um, in any subtle way. Like yeah. if they pick up any little thing from me just being vulnerable and sharing, you know, my experiences or anything that, you know, we discussed or you guys discuss or you guys continue to discuss and put out for the world. Um, I have nothing but complete respect for. So, of course, man, like we we we're just getting started like yeah, i feel yeah. like i want to interview you guys next time like, i don't even know your whole story no, like, we're, I only know a bit of the script. no we're gonna yeah yeah there's some big stuff brewing uh with with this whole deal and um 
like we said, it's going to be very, very exciting these next, you know, short term and long term of, of what's going to be happening here. So again, thanks. Thank you for, for being on and thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you made it this far. Um, we really appreciate it. So, yep. Thanks for listening. One love. Commons podcast interview number one. Peace. Assalamu alaikum.